Hey friends, this is your host, Amia Freeman. Um, I am coming here to invite you to join us for a special um, community accountability group that we are calling um, Healthy Holidays. And if you take a look at the word healthy, it spells heal thy And so we've decided to take that back, (laughs) to take back the healthy holidays and literally do our absolute best to learn how to unpack joy. Um, We've all started realizing that to be healthy is a decision um, that you get to choose, but it's not limited to the choices that we make in our food and in the type of fitness that we choose. The way to being healthy is much like all of these episodes in this emotional wellness um, has helped you to discover. Um, Being healthy is a whole person, holistic approach, spirit, soul, body, finances, and relationship. And if you, again, take that word... And the way it's spelled and consider heal thy spirit, soul, body, finances, and relationships to be healthy in your holidays is to allow God to heal so that your holidays can be well. This group meets on Facebook, and if you have decided you don't want anything to do with Facebook, (laughs) there's a private group that does meet in um, the Focus community, which is off of social media, and I will drop the link to how you can be a part of that um, in the show notes here. Today's episode is a reminder um, of the work that happens when we let God do what he's going to do because he's God and he's really good at it. And sometimes we get in the way. So here's to a healthy holiday and to being emotionally well. Enjoy the episode. So in this season, um, it's wild because we started, I started the study of Jude with Jackie Hill Perry and I, let me back up. I hired a writing coach and took a writing course because I know that there's uh, several books in me that I've been avoiding. (laughs) And I say that with a knot in my stomach and my throat when I confess to that. But I know that I've been avoiding writing specific books on specific topics that also mean that I have to come to terms with things that I have given to God and things yeah. that are still working out with God. Um, and so we started this. My writing coach said to me, um, I feel like you're staying safe with your writing that there there could be a lot more that you have to say. And she said, what do you have to fear? 
if God has put this word in you and he's using you as a conduit to, to get the message to other people and you're not standing on a street corner proclaiming to be Jesus, Come you're on. a messenger, right? Come on. So then we, I start this Jude Bible study and in this, this timing of it all, I'm laughing out loud because I just wrapped up the Nehemiah study with instruction mm. training. I'm wrapping up a study in Leviticus with She Reads Truth. And then I start this Jude study and my church kicks off a series called Living on Mission. Oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. I see what's about to happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so in the Jude study, the Jude study begins, Jude's the smallest book of the Bible. And it begins with helping us understand how Jude approaches the people that he needs to speak with and mm -hmm. how he introduces himself in the most humble way possible. Mm -hmm. And then it details how he addresses them. So who he, he talks about who he is or introduces himself humbly, then um, cordially greets them as dear friends mm. right? and I thought about just how that word hey friend yeah yeah like that's yeah. our hospitable way of greeting each other across spaces whether we're in person or across airwaves or social media but he did it with this sincerity that just said um I am blessed to be in your presence come on right? and it it shifted something in me and then he goes on to write this letter, but he says, I originally wanted to say this, but I am now compelled to say this. And as I was reading it, I could feel this, like the wind knocked out of me. And in the kindest way, I felt God say, and here we are, <laughs> here we are. And, right. And here we are. And he said, we are doing a good job of talking through the things and it's almost been this buildup of like here's the introduction here's a little bit meatier here like not even in a you know here's here's bread in your drink here's your appetizer here's the first course it wasn't even that way of how of how he's been feeding me to feed people but he's been saying I don't know I just feel like he's been like you've been really diligent about using all the spaces that I've offered you to, to speak truth, to speak love, to speak kindly. Like it says in mm. Proverbs 31, when she speaks <coughs> wisdom and kindness on her tongue. And he said, there's more, right? Like, but wait, <laughs> there's more. There's and, more. And he says, now it's time to get deeper. Mm. right deep calls on to deep and that's not necessarily like let's break down the hebrew and the greek and the aramaic but like let's get into the crevices where we know we've prayed much like you've said mm. for this yeah. I prayed, for this right? i prayed and he said mm. let's start talking about the things that people have prayed for that they didn't get the answer they were looking for come right? on uh, I mean, you talk Come about on. the bottom dropping out when he said, and it just reminds me of the song Oceans. Hmm. And 
I just, I just interviewed another woman from, for the podcast and she's telling her story. And I didn't even know this side of her story, but part of the moment where the bottom dropped out for her included the song Oceans. And can I tell you that has happened to me because I've been leading worship for many years and I got to a point where I refused to sing the song Oceans because I said, God, I can't do this spirit lead me out onto the waters thing right now. I said, Lord, I mean, how many times have I felt like I've, I just keep drowning. I've been sinking. I cannot do this anymore. And the Lord said to me so clearly, And it was the first time that I ever heard him audibly say something to me. And he said to me was the problem is you have thought that you were the one that was out there walking on the water and you have not realized that in fact, I was the one that was carrying you all along. It was me that was carrying you all along. You started to rely on your own strength when in fact, I was carrying you all along. And I sat there and I was like, okay, God, all right. You're gonna do me like that? Okay. But it was, and that song was pivotal for me too because I said, Lord, I know that I've said over and over and over, that I trust you to take me beyond that which I can see. But I said, God, I need to see something tangible to keep going. Like, how am I going to do this? How do I continue to function if I'm not able to see tangible evidences of you? And he said to me, you haven't opened your eyes. Hmm. And That for me was a momentum shift in starting to open my eyes and to be present and to see what is around me, even in the midst of darkness. Hmm. And one of the verses that I've held on to for a while, it's funny, people talk about their favorite verses and Um, mine is one that I don't hear very often. Um, but Isaiah 45, three, when he says, I have given you treasures in the darkness, secret riches, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the one who calls you by name. And it's one of the things that I've really held on to as I've thought about having to trust him in uncertain times and in you know seasons where I I just can't see what's going on and I have to constantly think about the treasures that he has shown me in the darkness in the dark places and that is something that I continue to hold on to knowing that this is how I will know that he is the Lord and that he has called me by name. And so in those moments, I've, I've gone back and I can actually sing the song Oceans and say, okay, spirit, lead me. 
lead me. It's, it's really caused me to have to lean into submission. Yeah. A whole lot. And I don't submit too easily, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to make a note of that because we're going to come back to that. Um, Because like we, so full disclosure, those of y'all that are listening, we were just kind of talking about how words are easily tossed around and they become phrases and coffee mug and t-shirt and wall placards and bumper stickers and water bottle stickers like words become popular words over time and I've just been asking God to to reclaim uh redefine re something yeah (laughs) some of the words that were like starting and I'm a word nerd word fanatic I love words I love words. And I like, I cringe when I ask someone, you know, how was it? And they're like, it was so good. And I'm like, you don't have any other words to describe <laughs> that <laughs> because that tells me nothing. Right. And, and he has completely redefined so good for me. Yeah. Um, but that word that you mentioned a moment ago of like just submission, mm. that one has become a wild one and which is why I want to come back to it because it is. I think we've gotten that wrong um but I just a couple of things that you said that feel confirming and also um I don't know there are moments where I feel like the Holy Spirit stands and puts his hands on my shoulders yeah. and looks me in the eye and says nothing mm. right and it and it's not a look of condemnation. It's not a look of like you should know better. It's not a look of any type of scorn or reprimand. It's this endearing, like, see through my soul of like, I mean, he knows our thoughts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He he knows he knows what comes next, (laughs) but I feel like he's just standing there saying like, okay, you have a decision to make and you can stay here with me and just be here. Just be here. Right. Or you can look at me and know that I see you and then go and do what I've asked you to do and know that I'm never going to take my eyes off of you. Come on right? Which is wild and scary and exciting and exhilarating and nerve wracking. And like, but what if I make the wrong step? And he's like, I see you all the while, which like feels kind of hyper-spiritual of like, I'm walking and I'm moving and I'm doing the things. But like you said, I've taken my eyes off of him. Mm. But he's like, you don't see me in front of you. You don't see me behind you. Come you don't on. see me guiding you. You don't see me carrying you. Come on. And I'm like, where are you, Lord? He's like, if you would just look. Just look. You would see me. Um, man, okay. My, my, my brain right now feels like the movie A Beautiful Mind where all the numbers are floating around. <laughs> I'm a numbers person. I'm an actuary. So, hey. See, I'm like, 
Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium is happening in my brain and they're all floating around. Um, but I do want to come back to the phrase that I, a couple of things that I've come to know you for that just, I remember when I first started following you on Instagram and let me back up. I'm going to let my guest introduce herself because we've been <laughs> chatting away and y'all have no idea who I'm talking to. <laughs> so today my guest is a friend of mine and a sister that I have met across. We've never met in person. I know. We've met across the internet, which, you know, we've all had said our things about this, the interwebs, but this is a kindred you meet someone and you're like, where have they been my whole life? And it feels like you've known them forever. Like it feels like we grew up together. It, it just feels like we went to the high, same high school. It's just a crazy feeling. That's it. Oh man. I'm like, I know she went to my high school, but I know <laughs> you didn't. Um, but when we met over social media, I knew that I, I knew that we had to be in the same circle um, and before we started recording, we were talking about the symbol that God gave me for momentum focus has been this messy circle and just how people are messy. Life is messy. Ministry is messy. Trying to like make sense of life can feel messy and it can almost feel like that kinetic sand. I don't know if you've ever yeah, seen yeah. sand before where it feels like it's about to mold. And just when you hit, watch it take shape, it starts sliding apart. It right? slides away. And that's, that's the messy that God just keeps telling me, like, you know, keep circling, keep showing up and drawing the circle, keep knowing that it's not even our hand that's drawing the circle. It's his hand it's his. setting boundaries for us. And we're walking the path that he has marked out, right? Mm. Um, much like you just said of like, I've given you treasures in the darkness. And sometimes that walk around the messy circle is really dark, but there was not, but, and as I've been navigating that, there were two key things that stood out to me about you that really drew me in closer. The first is the statement for this, I prayed. And the second is the bright colors that you use. Yeah. Yeah. And that to me felt like, that to me felt like God, like he cast the fishing line. I don't, maybe I'm the fishing line. I don't know, but it felt like he cast it and we caught it and he reeled it in. And when he pulled it up, it was this bright something. I don't even know. Confetti. What right. Like a big confetti ball. Confetti. Like, what <laughs> is happening? <laughs> confetti and sprinkles and banners and like flags. Everything. And, yeah. And it just, that, that, the colors, the bright colors, just, it, it drew me to you in a way that was crazy and unexpected because I'm typically not drawn to those colors, but I know that he's using them to speak to me about showing up and being mm. seen and being heard. And as I watch what you post on social media and just the way your, your use of words that where they're not 
flowery and fluffy and like and to hear that you led worship I'm like well that makes sense because she writes poetically and like okay so pause <laughs> tell the people who you are <laughs> keep talking it's too funny so I mean and we could talk like this for hours and just chat because even though we've never met in person that's how I feel about you Amia I, I just feel like we just meet up at the coffee shop once a week and we just talk you know but for everybody who's listening um you know Claudia Campbell and I am somebody who I just walk around trying to be joy. I try to be joy, speak joy, live joy, feel joy, find joy in the midst of everything, in the midst of life, the messy and the not so messy and it being messy again. I grew up with a mom who I couldn't understand. She always walked into the room and was the loudest, the brightest, took up a whole lot of space, walked in with big earrings and red lipstick. And she did this every day. And it used to drive me crazy. But then as she did it, I realized that even me, there was just something that everybody that came into her presence just felt different, you, you know, and to this day, um, you know, even when she's not feeling her best self, somebody walks into the room and says, are you okay? Aren't you the one that's not well? Why do I feel so much better just being here? And for me, that's always been something that was embedded in me at a young age. And I am a wife of 18 years, a mom of, you know, two girls here on earth that bring me joy and you know three boys that are in heaven that I'm joyfully awaiting one day to hold them again and they can introduce me to the Jesus they've been dancing with for nine years you know um because I love to dance <laughs> so you know it's it's been a journey and it's one where it hasn't been pretty but God has been constant and I think that for me is the how I know has always been the source of my joy um you know were you always this joyful as a child you know it's it's funny because I don't remember always being joyful as a child however my um so my family is loud and um I remember when my husband met our family you know 23 years ago now we were like 16 years old at the time he tells a story of how he went back home to his family and he said they're loud <laughs> um <laughs> because he's very quiet very reserved and so uh, even though growing up I walked through a whole bunch of different things, you know, feeling insecure and all of these things. I always remember laughing. I always remember having, you know, a huge smile and we were always just, our house was just one that was filled 
with joy, you know, our house was the one where all of our, you know, friends wanted to come and stop over. My mom always had lemonade and snacks for everybody. Um, my family got together at our house, you know, like 40 people at least every Sunday. We were just always, our house was always loud always joyful and today sometimes I kind of feel a little jealous when I call it a Sunday and I'm here and they're in Jamaica which is where my family is and I hear the loud noises in the background so you know I think growing up I've always been joy <laughs> you know yeah. um, my mom says maybe your middle name should have been joy or something but yeah <laughs> you know it's it's just always been me and I think life has taken me through seasons where it's been, tr it's tried to suck the joy out of me, you know? Yeah. Um, and there are times when I've really felt pretty low and I've been like, God, this is not me. What's going on here? Um, but he's always been good about bringing me back to it. And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, when you had mentioned earlier about the scripture in Isaiah, and I love that you acknowledge it's not one that, you know, it's probably not on a coffee, uh, coffee mug, right? <laughs> um, but the hope and the joy in that mm. for me, and then hearing, hearing you mention and just knowing your story, uh, bits of your story of having three boys in heaven now, nine years and to know that that's the scripture that you cling to is hopeful and joyful, joy-filled, yeah. I should say, um, of, of him, pr the promise that I have given you treasures, which as you read it, it's past tense, but mm. no present tense. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, and I wanted to see if you would mind sharing some of the treasure sure. that, that he's given you, um, treasures that he's identified and the ones that he's hinted to. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting because I think sometimes I've, I've been not guilty, but I've been the one who I've been searching for certain treasures and I think I've spent a lot of my life trying to identify the treasures as a certain miracle or you know when I was walking through infertility a treasure being for example the ability to give birth and to have children or the treasure of wealth or the treasure of you know some type of a breakthrough but when I sat in the darkest places what I realized for me was that the biggest treasure was him. It was actually him being constant and him showing himself to me in the form of people, in the form of just ways that he really showed up and brought healing even to my heart, even as my hands were still empty and I was, you know, in this case, not a mom. And one of the things I thought about was um, one of the big treasures he's given me is in the form even of community, you know, in dark places. I think about after we lost our sons, there is a moment where I had locked myself in the bathroom and I sat on the bathroom floor for hours and I wouldn't let my husband 
husband and I wasn't answering the phone. And I have a friend who lived about four hours away at the time. And my husband had called her. I didn't know that, but I sat there on the bathroom floor and I don't know that I was praying. I was crying, crying out to God. I was angry, all of those things. And in the midst of screaming out to God, where were you? Where are you? I saw a hand that was slipped under the door of the bathroom. And my friend had traveled four hours. She left work early. We had just gotten home shortly after leaving the hospital. And as I sat there on the bathroom floor, her hand, she put her hand under the door. She had traveled four hours to see me. And even my husband's hand couldn't fit under the bathroom door because the door is not much space. So my husband couldn't do that. But four hours, she traveled to come and she slipped her hand under the door. She never said a word. And she just sat there. And she sat there for hours. Hmm. And I knew it was her, but I also knew it was him. It was he that sent her. And she just sat there for hours. She didn't say a word until I literally exhaled. And then I opened the door. And in that moment, it was as if the Lord said to me, I will not leave you. I am here. And it was a tangible evidence of the Lord literally sitting on the floor with me Mm. in the darkness. And for me, I will always go back to that moment. Anytime I'm in a dark place, I go back to that moment because it's such a reminder of even when we're completely broken, when we're literally on the floor, he's there. Um, And so for me, he's actually been the biggest treasure in my darkness. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just reminds me um, of the truth that wherever there's light, darkness can't survive. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And to know that even the scripture psalm 139 it says Mm. where can i go even in the darkness you're there like yeah yeah or even in psalm 23 like if i'm walking in the valley with the shadows Mm. he's still there yeah yeah and it i mean so many of the psalms where david cries and just says how could you possibly leave me and then he flips in the next breath the Mm. next exhale and says but you're just so good to me you're so good right and it just and again it reminds me which we know that david is the foreshadow of christ and then we hear christ in the garden saying why have you forsaken me Mm. nevertheless Right. And like the nevertheless, and you had said this earlier, like the nevertheless is one of those words. I'm like, God, would you help me understand it? Because I have been guilty of saying, I want to live a nevertheless life. Mm -hmm. But you had hinted to it earlier saying like, no, no, no. To live the nevertheless life is him carrying you. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like even even to proclaim like I want to be bold like Peter and get out of the boat 
and mm. walk on water. But when Peter thought that it was Peter, Peter sank. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And it just, uh, man, just to re- like, I'm just, as you're talking, I'm thinking back in the seasons where it was really dark, but I still knew he was there. Yeah. And even to know that like weeping may endure for the night, but morning comes. Mm. And if, you know, you even think about Genesis one, like go back to the beginning, yeah. Genesis one evening passed, then morning, you know, the day started with evening past, then morning. That's what started the first day, you know? And so I think sometimes we struggle with the darkness because it's hard for us to recognize that the darkness gives way to the light, you know? It's, we struggle with being in a dark place because we use that moment to distort the character of God. And it's almost as if sometimes we forget in those times that he is who he says he is, And we forget that the promise came before all of this. The promise came before our struggles. It came before our storms. It came before the darkness, Um, you know? And it's, it's interesting to me sometimes how when we go through things, and we talk about that word good, you know, and uh, we say, this is good. This is good. This is good. Um, but goodness is who he is. And that doesn't change regardless of the circumstance, you know? Yeah, that that was part of how he broke down that word for me is that when he, even when he said it is good, he was looking at a reflection of himself himself come on in what he had just created mm. um when moses said who should i say sent me i mm. am good i am just go ahead and pick good in the parentheses mm-hmm. right like yeah. um the nevertheless it's when jesus says like how can you forsake me father why have you forsaken me and he says nevertheless it almost feels as if he heard the father whisper say, it's all good. Mm. Which is a Jewish mazel tov. Yeah. A blessing. And and there's another one like hashtag bless. Like I've been, he's, yeah, yeah. he's been unraveling the deception of blessed that the blessing to what you said earlier, the blessing isn't the miracle. It, it is, but it isn't just the miracle. Yeah, yeah. The blessing isn't when the miracle comes. The blessing yeah. isn't when I can tangibly hold it, feel it, touch it, pass it down to my children. It is the blessing of knowing that I have been blessed because he is with me no matter where I go with his hands on my shoulders looking yeah, at my yeah. face and then he turns me around 
I didn't, like I chose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's asking me, looking me in my face saying, what's your choice? And then I have to make a commitment to him of like, today I choose joy. Mm. Turns me around. Today I choose peace. He turns me around. Today I choose to be with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? It's in those things that I'm reminded that when we focus on the tangible evidence of a miracle, it's as if we limit God because he's actually bigger than the miracle because he's bigger than the pain that we're walking through. Mm. And the fact that he is so big that even when we don't have answers, even when we don't know where we're going, that he can still strengthen us in the midst of that, that he can come alongside us in our pain, that he's bigger than the right now that we're walking through. He's the miracle, that right there, like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm a song person. So, hey, I, I'm a song person. There's a new song out, The Miracle Is You, that's been wrecking me. Um, JJ Hairston, it came out just maybe like a week and a half ago. And it talks about The Miracle Is You. And the reason why it really has struck me is because I remember when I was walking through grief, I remember when I was walking through grief, I remember clearly feeling like the only way that I can know that God is who he says he is, is because I know that the biggest miracle here is that I survived and I somehow didn't completely waste away after losing my sons. Mm. And the fact that he, Emmanuel, came and sat with me and held me and cried with me because he knew what it was to lose his own son. The fact that he could sit there with me in the depths of my pain. The miracle really is that somehow I managed to not lose my mind, you know? And I could, that could only have been because of him. I could not in my own strength have survived giving birth and losing my three sons. I, I, there was just no way. And so in a way that is sometimes hard to explain after walking through that, I said that that, whole entire season for me I didn't just know of God I knew I realized that God knew me hmm. he called me by name in the darkness which is exactly exactly what Isaiah 45 says you know um hmm. yeah I mean <clears throat> It's the wild, like if you if you put the put the two verses together of Isaiah 45 and Psalm 139, mm. of that he calls us, mm. 
because he knows us because he knows us because he knew us he knew he knew us and, and he, he knew us before right he knows before and he knows where we are and he knows mm. he knows he knows he, just, he knows mm. Mm. and that's the part where i say like he's like i know what do you know i know mm. i know what you want to do so what are you going to do yeah yeah right even if even if what I want to do is like, I want to run. Yeah. And he stands there in his kindness and says, I know. Yeah. And he doesn't say like, how dare you want to run? Cause he says, I know this is hard. I know you would much rather give up. I know that you would much yeah. rather like, or, or maybe, maybe, I don't know. I'm just talking about like where I've been. Yeah, yeah. Darkness. And there may be someone that says, no, like I was in a season of darkness, but I didn't want to run. I wanted to stay. I wanted to be in his prep. Like, and he said, I know. Right. Like he knows David's, like the psalmist says, before I even part my lips, you know the thoughts mm. that are on my yeah, heart. Yeah. 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 And whether our thoughts are in a place of like admonishing him or questioning him he still never says i'm done with you you've been up and down and in and out mm. one day you're here and the next he never once says that no. and he patiently just sits there like you said on the floor with us on the floor doesn't like you know how when how we in our humanness when someone's sad or crying just just the sense of touch yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You know, nonverbal acknowledgement of like, I see you, I know what you're experiencing. But I remember a counselor saying to me once, we we have a tendency when someone cries to wipe their tears mm. or to pat them as a symbol of like they're there, it's gonna be okay. Mm. Settle yourself because you're making me slightly uncomfortable mm. and yeah, uncomfort. Yeah in your discomfort but God never even though he wipes away every tear it doesn't say he stops our tears he collects them he collects them right he, he collects wipes them. them with his finger and puts them in a jar he collects them come on he literally collects them and then uses them to water a harvest for joy yeah yeah right yeah. so literally nothing is wasted not a single tear nothing. has been dropped not a single tear and i and forgive me for just being at a loss of words because i i don't even know the next question to ask but i would love to know how he helped you walk through the loss of your three boys I don't know the questions to ask. You know, what I, what I realized during that time was the first thing he really did was he brought people around. And one of the persons that he brought around was actually somebody who 
was my best friend and somebody who I had stopped opening my eyes to see this person in this way because I was so blinded by the miracle that I was desiring. Mm -hmm. And it was my husband. Because after being married for so many years and desiring to become a mother, what I realized was even within our own marriage, we lost our marriage in the pursuit of trying to become parents. And I remember as we were walking through grief and all we had was each other, I remember looking at a husband that stayed and it was as if God was saying to me, I will send you someone that will stay. And he, my husband has been such a kind reminder of the goodness of God, the consistency of God in my life. And in knowing that after everything I did to push him away in the midst of my perception of lack and of, um, you know, someone who wasn't a woman because I couldn't become a mother and all of these things. And in my pursuit to push him away, to know that he stayed, it was just the kindness of God. It really was the kindness of God. And the other thing he did was my husband said, as for us in this house, we go into therapy. Okay. okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and I was like, what are you talking about? We don't do that. Right. We, don't, we don't do that. My people, we don't do those things. Uh-uh, are you crazy? No, no, no. He says, oh, we are, we are. And I found that in the moments of darkness, the Lord really revealed himself in just about every way that I never saw coming. He did it through people I never would have thought, such as like a therapist. There were times when I couldn't pray, but he surrounded me with people that were praying for me on my behalf. Um, but I really realized that he just met me. He met me. He met me in the morning. He met me at night. He pursued me. Um, you know, even when I really, I didn't want to be pursued by him because I felt like he failed me. You know, I, I, I mean, just keeping it real, I felt like I wanted so long to become a mother and I held it, I held them in my hands and yet still, you know, you took them away. And so I remember feeling like, Lord, I feel so forsaken. There is no way I can come back from this. Yet still, he pursued me. He chased after me, you know, and I kept feeling like, all right, God, you're just going to keep 
just every time I look over, you're there, you're there, you're there. And at one point, it was as if I kept running and kept running and I kept running and I just got so tired. Mm. And even when I got tired, I felt like I slumped and then I just felt his arms around me. Mm. And it was as if he said, yeah, I'm still here. And he had a way of showing me glimmers of himself. I prayed that he would open my eyes and he, he did wild stuff, you know? He did stuff like, you know, send people to my front door to leave things that I still don't know who these people are. He did wild stuff like having a check show up in the mail I mean, for $9,000 that when I decided I was not going to pursue another cycle of IVF and my husband said, we're doing this. And I said, nope, we can't do this because we've lost our boys. We're not spending any more money. We're in debt. And then the next day a check shows up in the mail. I mean, he, he literally just did things that just blew our minds, blew my mind. And it was as if every single time I put limitations on him, he busted through them. And one day I woke up and I realized that one of the limitations that he busted through was my own ideas and thoughts of who he was. And I realized that I woke up one day and it was as if the holes in my heart had been plugged in and I was breathing. Mm. I was still moving and he was still putting a song in my heart even as I was weeping, you know? It was like my eyes were leaking but my heart was still oozing and then I, said this could only be you Mm. this could only be you lord this could only be you and would it be fair to say that that was the that is the foundation of that statement for this i prayed it is yeah it is it you know so because for me when people hear for this i prayed they think of, you know, Hannah for this child I prayed and the Lord right. has granted me the desires of my heart. Um, for me, the, for, the this is the continuous display of his goodness, even when I didn't think it was possible. It is not just the children that he allowed us to, hold and to find joy in for the last eight years in our girls. It is him mending our hearts when we didn't see that as being possible. And it's something I've held on to because we're always in a season of waiting or wanting or needing or something. And what I realize is that this is every time I open my eyes and I see him, that's the this. You know, I think of even my girls now and, you know, we've walked through a season of we gave birth to our girls and then we gave birth to them, you know, early and having to 
you know, walk through seasons of, of being in the NICU. I think about my girls now and having to walk through autism. And sometimes I joke and say, my miracles need miracles. Like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like even my miracles needed a miracle. But then the, this has continued to be the signs that he shows me of him, the joy, the peace, the goodness, you know, that is the this. And it's something I continue to seek out and to continue to long for each and every day. And it's something that I have to continue to work at opening my eyes to see. It's not automatic either. You know, it's not like, because we humans, we have a tendency, we forget very easily, you know, <laughs> we forget. And so every day I open my eyes and I'm like, Lord, what's the this today? What's the this? Hmm. What's the this? What's the this? Hmm. Show me how good today can be. Show me wonders of your love. Show me you. And sometimes that's in my kids dancing. And other times it's him giving me the patience to close my mouth when I would much rather say something I shouldn't say, you know? And it's in different things, but it's always him. Well, I mean, the, the cool thing that I love about that is I was intending to circle back to submission, but you just answered it because yeah. to, like the humility of every day asking what's the this, because yeah. you really easily assume I prayed for it. He responded. He told me yeah. what to do. And so let me go do what he asked me to do. Yeah, yeah. Not realizing that every day is an opportunity for us to literally sit in his presence. Even like I think of people that say, you know, I want to, I'm going to practice memorizing a Bible verse. We have our little mnemonic device, how we memorize it or whatnot. But to sit in a word as simple as this. That's it. Like I'm reminded of the story. I think it's 1 Kings 17 where Elijah comes to the woman and says, I've been sent to you to feed Mm, me. Yeah. And she says, you don't understand. What I have left is enough to feed me. That's it. And my child. And then we will die. And I remember years ago, and I've probably shared this on this podcast before, but I remember years ago, one of the very first Bibles someone gave me, and I just happened to find this Bible on a bookshelf. And I cried. one of my first Bibles. And in that particular Bible, for some reason, when Elijah says to the woman, go and take it and make me a cake, it is italicized. Right. Come on. And God used it to teach me for still now when that, for I got that first Bible in like 2002, he still uses that to teach me that it is whatever he declares is the thing that I have been using as sustainability. What's the, this, what's the, this, right? Because even to hear you say like, 
that he opened your eyes to see your husband like you prayed for a husband. I'm assuming you prayed yeah, for yeah. here you are with the husband and you're like, I have this, but now I need this. Exactly. Right. And and to know that like we are invited to literally sow the thing he gave us so that the harvest is going to be plentiful. And and we assume that he's never going to ask for he's never going to ask us to give him the thing that he gave us, but he actually will ask us to give him the thing. And I've been, I was reading, I was reading through Leviticus and just recognizing where, where the Lord, I apologize. Life just happened. Puppy attempting to eat things. Um, I was just thinking about in Leviticus of all of the sacrifices that have to be made Mm. for sin and sacrifice for priestly blessing and the sacrifices for this or for that. And in the study, it was explaining, if you notice everywhere that there was a sacrifice required, it was also provided. Come on. They never had to come up with, well, what shall we give him now? Because the instructions were given. Here's what you will give. Here's how it will be presented. And here will be the process. And and to know that God always, he always, 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 and I'm preaching to myself, he always Always. tells us what it is he wants us to do and what it is he's asking of us. But we complicate it by saying, I don't know what the Lord is asking of me. Exactly. But we do know it's us standing face to face with him, hands on the shoulder, him saying, I know, you know, but he's never saying like, I know, you know better. Yeah. He's just saying, I know, you know, what are you going to choose? Yeah. And, and to hear you say every day, God, what's the, this. What is my this today? What's what this will I have to sacrifice? That's why I said you answered the submission question because girl, <laughs> right? That's a whole other podcast, like <laughs> Bible study in a couple. Um, but just I don't know, it I'm humbled and convicted. I mean, back to the Jude study because I'm reading Jude and I'm like reading it with a full confession and transparency, reading it with like a, the Lord has called me to be a Jude, (laughs) write the letters and talk to the people. And then the Holy Spirit was like, or maybe you're the people. (laughs) Wow. There's a this for you, right? (laughs) How about this, right? (laughs) And I'm reading and I'm, and I'm convicted and challenged with what is my this? like now now this right like I look back over the year the last couple of years and everything that we've all endured collectively in addition to what we've all individually endured and yet here we are on a podcast together having survived Mm. come on and I'm humbled because somewhere I did something right 
or I wouldn't have. Not to say that those who have not at this point did something incorrectly. I'm just saying like his mercy said, no, you can't have her yet. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like there's a... I'm a worship song person as well. So I'm like, I'm right <laughs> with you. There's a song by CeCe Winans from the hmm. Throne Room CD mm. called Mercy Said No. Oh gosh, come on. Mm. Mercy Said No. Mm. <laughs> you know, I- I'm holding it together right now. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey. Whew. Mercy said no. Said no. Said no. Yeah. And it in his kindness, because of his mercy, yeah. because yeah. his mercy said no, it brings me to my knees mm-hmm. to say, would you open my eyes to show me this? Show me this. And then I feel like in his kindness, he says, you know what this is. Mm. And then he says, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And it's the constant invitation that we will always have until Christ returns. Yeah. Yeah. Because Christ said, I left you to finish my work. Yeah. And it's not going to be great, but there will be joy. There will be love. There will be peace and patience you're gonna catch glimpses of the treasures in the darkness come on right Right. for those of y'all that can't see she's wearing the shirt and i need that shirt she's wearing the shirt with the fruit of the spirit on it yeah and he like he literally i had a pastor challenge not challenge me but encourage me and i was talking about studying the fruits plural Mm. of the spirit and he said amia you do know there's one fruit one fruit and out of that fruit, the others are the the seeds yeah. and the yeah. the produce. It it comes from the one fruit, yeah, right. And he said they are offshoots of the original of where we are rooted, and and even I know that mercy is not listed as a fruit of the spirit, but it is, mm. right. I mean, back to the, the letter of Jude, like it even as in my studies, I'm learning just how every time Paul wrote a letter and addressed someone, he always offered mercy in the, in the greeting and in the closing. And Jude introduces his letter with the blessing of mercy. Blessing of mercy. And it's say, and to know that like we get to be in community with each other to literally slip our fingers under the door. Under the <laughs> like, door. Right. Under the door. Like, that's gonna be my signal to you from now on. Like, I'm just gonna take a picture of my fingers under a door. Listen, like hey. under the door. Listen. Like I'm the blessing of like that's mercy. Mercy. That's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness. I will drive across That's town it. four That's hours it. to sit with That's you. That's it. To prove that I'm there with you. How about this? Yeah. Right? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. And in that moment, Mercy was saying, no, no, you're not going to have her soul. No, you're not going to have her mind. No, you're not going to steal the, you know, you're not going to steal her love, her joy, her peace. 
You're not stealing. No, Mercy said, no, you cannot have her. No, no. And, and the beauty of that is that mercy is renewed every day. Come on. When the evening passes and the morning comes. And the morning comes. And with it comes new mercy. Yes. Ooh. yeah like sometimes I wonder if that treasure in the darkness that hand mercy yeah mercy I mean it's literally he says you'll be walking and you'll hear a voice behind you that says this is the way this is the walk way. in it that's his mercy mm. right for the person that is dealing with the thing that they can't find the help that they need that they're they're the woman with the issue of blood and yep. mercy says yep. who touched me who touched me the woman caught in adultery mm. and jesus says if you were mm. without sin cast the first stone yeah and he yeah. looks at her and said do you see any stones mercy mercy the woman at the well mm. right the blind beggar i mean jesus. mercy mercy jesus mercy. on the cross father forgive them have mercy on them they know not what they've done. It just, even, I just read the scripture. Um, I can't remember where it is in the Bible. And I know somebody's going to at me and say, it was, listen, um, where it says that when they realize that Peter and them <laughs> were mm. humble men, but that they had been with Jesus. Mm. Come astound. On. Yeah. Mercy said, Mercy. Release them. Mercy. Whatever the prison is that we've put ourselves in, Mercy says, You cannot mercy. have her. Mercy. Right? Talitha Kalum, rise up, little girl. Mercy rise. said, No. Mercy. Rest. Mercy, mercy, come on. Right? To know that we are in the potter's hands and he says, you don't even get to decide what you can be because my mercy is too great to let you do that. So I am going to decide what you're going to be. And if I decide to use you, to feed thousands, you're just a you're a receptacle that carries the food to 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 feed thousands, or maybe you're the vessel that is where someone throws their waste, hmm. but they know that they have the place to put the waste. Come on, which nobody wants to be that person, but knowing that God says I've actually assigned vessels for that, but then the waste eventually gets dumped. Hmm. Jesus. It Ooh. just, I mean, because there are times when I'm like, really, God, I have to be the one that like receives all the can you, can, come on garbage. 
come on like have I not appointed some and I'm like yeah but and again I still feel like he and for god forgive me if I'm misusing mercy but I don't believe I am Mm. it's It's funny because it's humbling because even as you're talking I'm sitting there and I'm coming back full circle to we started with the words nevertheless (laughs) and I'm sitting there saying to myself Jesus didn't have to come down here hello yeah all of that you know if it is your will take this cup from me nevertheless it's mercy Man, I could keep going. Um, I've been trying, to, not trying, I've been intentionally wrapping every episode with um, a scripture that a sweet friend of mine blessed me with a set of mm. scripture cards for scripture memory. And she had my name placed in each card. Um, and so I just keep a stack of them paper clipped to my desk um so that anytime I sit down here this is what I see in front of me and then I've been I've been intentionally grabbing them and closing out each episode with that scripture and the way God has orchestrated it where the scripture always falls in line with the message (laughs) blowing my mind (laughs) blowing my mind so today's is James 4.10 Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Come on. And so on this scripture, like I said, she has my name Mm. written within the scripture. And I will pause and tell you to insert your name. So it says, Mm. humble yourself before the Lord, insert your name (sighs) and he will lift you up. Insert your name. I pray that this conversation today has really helped whoever is listening, whoever you are, whatever you carry, whatever your story, whatever you're wondering and you're wandering, um, that God meets you where you are to remind you that he is with you and that mercy did say no which is why it's even possible that you are listening to this episode wherever you may be. Come on. Um, And that there will be an opportunity for you to sit in his presence, to kindly hear whatever it is he wants to whisper to you right now. Um, And in the moments to come, after this podcast is over um i am going to link in the show notes how to stay in touch with claudia on social media because i know that you will be blessed by just the words that she shares and the way she encourages and also we both mentioned a couple of songs that i really feel like will just minister to your soul um so i'll have those songs linked in the show notes as well um And I'm going to close today in a prayer just to solidify what we've talked about. So God, we just thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. We thank you that you are always present. 
you are always available to us. Mm-hmm. And as your word promises, we get to come boldly to your throne of grace, knowing that you are not a high priest who is unfamiliar mm. with the burdens that we carry. Mm. <clears throat> but you yourself, just as Claudia said, came to earth yeah. and felt those burdens. Mm. And you've reminded us also that you you carried those burdens, you took the burdens on your back. And that in exchange, you offered us peace Mm. for every lashing that you took. Mercy was poured out for us. I pray God that anyone that is listening to this episode today, that they, their hearts would be mended. Um, As Claudia mentioned that you would plug in the holes of their hearts Mm. that um, wherever their thoughts are, wandering and questioning well where is God right now that in even in the darkness God you would show yourself um visible and tangible for them um and that you would let them know in some way that only you know how to do in some way you would let them know that you have heard their prayers that you don't shame them for the tears that you don't shame them for the questioning that you don't blame them for anything and wherever that wherever we struggle, I say we because we are all still mm. in progress. Wherever we are struggling, and and don't have the answers yet, that we would be bold enough to say, "What's the this?" And that we would stand with our hands open and our ears open and our hearts open, ready to receive mm. whatever whatever information you bring us back. And then when you give us instructions that we are brave enough to then follow them. Yes, Lord. We thank you, God, for your kindness. We do thank you for the mercy. <laughs> we thank mm, you for mercy. Thank you. Would you yeah. remind us that every day it's new. We don't have to borrow from tomorrow and we don't have mm. to save up for today. We get to step into the next day and receive the next mercy. Keep reminding us, God, that we are never a burden, never a burden. Mm. it's in your name that we pray jesus we love you and we adore you amen amen Amen. friends i hope that this has helped you um whatever that might look like if you feel like you need someone to talk to um after listening to this please feel free to reach out to me um you can email me you can reach out to me on instagram facebook wherever you can find me um, you can email me interactive, I-N-N-E-R, active fit club at Gmail. I'll drop that in the show notes in case you didn't catch it. Um, and if you feel like you just need someone to walk with you through this season, I will be with you. Um, and I'm going to be bold enough to say, I bet Claudia would too. <laughs> so, Oh, yes. Um, Until we all get to chat again, we will see you in the spaces where we are. Y'all be blessed and be well and stay free.